Welcome back to the Axiom Youth Podcast. This is the first of our podcast-only episodes. This one is going to be about budgeting. We will be uploading content that is not a part of our Sunday morning and Wednesday night classes. We'll include materials such as interviews and different topics that we think you might be interested in. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoy. talking about budgeting. A lot of you may be wondering why budgeting applies to me whenever I'm a child or I'm not really bringing in any income. Well, the habits that you build right now with the money that you do have are going to carry over into your adult life. So first, let's describe what budgeting actually is. A lot of people think that it's just, you know, strict, don't spend this and don't spend that. But actually, to me, a budget is actually how you're going to spend your money. You may choose to spend it at a later date, but it's ultimately just about spending money. So whenever I do a budget, what I do is each week I do our budget and I put in our income, I put in our expenses, and then add those all up together to get what would be left over. Not everyone does their budget the exact same, but ultimately you have to be accountable for what expenses you have. At the end of, say, the first week that we're doing our budget, say that I'm going to have $500 left over. I can't go off and spend that $500 because what if I have a bill that's due the next week that's for $300? So you have to be consciously aware of all of the different bills that you're going to have. So you can't just do it week by week because especially when you're an adult and you have different bills that are due at different times of the month. So you have to be very conscious about this. As a young person... Most of the time, a lot of your money comes from your parents, but you've got to decide where you're going to put this money. First off, biblically, you should be giving 10% as tithes, but also suggest that you do some sort of offering. Then you should be saving some. It's not the same amount for everybody, but you should be saving some amount of money. Then you should allow yourself to spend some money on yourself. There's no point in just hoarding all your money and never spending it. Like I said before, a budget isn't about what you shouldn't spend money on. It's actually what you're going to spend your money on in the future. Let's say that I want to buy a kayak because I do. I really want a kayak. And a good one's probably like $400, $500. I'm not going to just go out and buy this $400 and $500 kayak when I have that amount of money in the bank because I'm aware of all the other stuff that I need to spend on. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a little bit of money out of our budget each week and set it aside to spend later. So I'm not getting instant gratification for this kayak because I'm not going out and buying it immediately. But I'm going to save up the money and get it later. So the reason I thought this topic is going to be very important is because a lot of you guys are getting older. You're about to graduate high school. Maybe some of you guys are going to go off to work as well and do college or maybe you're just going to be working and it's going to be important to have some concept of what budgeting is and you've got to really start thinking about it right now because this is important. You may be wondering what the best way to start a budget is. 
really there's no set way on how to budget. What you should think about first is what your goals are. And I would recommend sitting down and actually writing these goals out so that you can see what you're trying to accomplish, not just have it in your head. I like to use Excel because that's just what I'm comfortable with. But you could always write this out on paper and use a pen to do your budget every week. But I use Excel and I just put all my income in, like I said before, put all my expenses. But if you're a young person, you're probably not going to have a whole lot of expenses. So maybe just start off with a monthly budget and put in how much income you expect to bring in or how much you usually get during the month. Put in how much you're going to give to tithes. And then you'll put in how much you want to save because you should always have a good amount in your savings. You don't ever want to just have zero amount of money. Then you can put in your items that you want, such as, like I mentioned before, a kayak. But maybe you really want something else and you're saving up up toward that. For a lot of people, it takes a lot to have the discipline to budget because you have to stay very, you think you have to stay very strict to it. But really, you can follow it just how you want. Don't stress yourself out about budgeting because it's not, it shouldn't be anything that you take upon yourself as stress. You should actually want to do this because you want to better your future. You want to be diligent with your money because God gave you this money. It's not yours to just spend frivolously. And you want to have fun with it. Of course, God wants you to have fun and do stuff and travel and do everything that you want to do. But he also expects you to be smart with it. Being smart with money includes not going out and buying something that you really want whenever you have something that you that needs to be paid for. Whenever I was in college, I didn't have a lot of expenses because my parents were still paying for it. But I did work a job. My money that I made... My parents told me that I had to pay for my gas and my car repairs. That was, I didn't have to pay for my insurance and I didn't have to pay my phone bill, anything like that. But I was responsible for gas and my car repairs. So whenever I made money, I had to, my mom warned me. She said, you have to make sure that you save up some money to buy tires because your car will eventually need new tires. And my tires were going to cost somewhere around $400. And so... You know, as an 18-year-old, I'm in college, I'm working my job, and I'm spending my money on just stuff that I want to do with my friends and, you know, making sure my account doesn't go in the negative because I didn't want overdraft fees. I was good at that. But eventually, like my mom said, my car didn't need tires. So fortunately, I had parents that were very good, and they paid for my tires and allowed me to pay them back for them. But I had not done the planning like my mom had warned me to, save up the money for my tires. And that was like my one job. I was paying for my gas and all my other stuff, like food and, you know, frivolous things that I might have wanted. And I was tithing, but I did not save up my money for my tires. And tires are important. Your car will not go without them. I learned a valuable lesson at a very young age, thankfully, while I was still under the roof of my mom and dad. And they were able to help me out and I was able to pay them back. Whenever you're older, you might not have that crutch to lean on. And so it's important to start these principles now so that you don't get stuck in that position of having to go in debt. Debt is another subject that I'd like to talk about. Basically, the whole reason you want to budget is so that you don't go in debt. 
because debt is bad. Our society likes to think that if you, you know, can make all your payments, you'll be okay. But the Bible says that the borrower is slave to the lender. And as long as you are owing people money, then you're a slave to that person who lent it to you. So especially for you guys who are going into college, it's a good thing to think about getting some sort of job if you're not going to have all your college paid for and work towards paying for your college out of pocket, like just cash flow it. So my first semester of college, well, my first year of college, I didn't have quite enough scholarships to cover, so I took out a little bit of student loans, which I wish I wouldn't have done. I did not realize that you could put your college, you could pay it in payments, like your college debt, instead of paying it all at once, like you would if you just, you know, had $10,000 of cash right there, you just pay it all at once, you can make payments. I didn't realize that. So, but they actually, I think it, my college did three installments. So most colleges are going to allow you to do that, make three installment payments throughout the semester to pay for your tuition if you don't have enough scholarships to pay for it. By the time my senior year rolled around, I did have enough. My, my lottery scholarship bumped up, and I had enough money to pay for my tuition. I was not staying on campus, so my college career was a lot cheaper than most, but I was actually getting money back. For some of you who are going to be in that position who maybe don't have quite enough scholarship money to cover it, instead of taking out loans, if you can work over the summer and save up some cash to where you won't go in, go into debt by going to college, that's going to be your optimal position in life. If you can enter in to the workforce with a college degree and zero debt, that is prime real estate right there because you are going to be in a position to where you can make money and you're not having to make a bunch of payments and especially if you're still living at home even if you've bought a house and you have a mortgage mortgages are relatively cheap so that money without any debt you're going to be able to save a lot of money now I don't know if you guys know who Dave Ramsey is I like to listen to Dave Ramsey Um, what he teaches is if you're in debt then you pay off all your debt first and then your house and then you start saving more and then you start investing So now that's a lot to kind of run over all of that really quick. But it's a good principle. If you do have debt, get it paid off. But try to graduate with zero debt. Then you get a savings account, and you put money in there for a rainy day. Say you lose your job. You want to have some money in there to keep you afloat until you can find another job. Dave Ramsey recommends that your savings account should be three to six months worth of expenses, not income, but expenses, whatever it would take for you to live for three to six months. Now, all of this may seem like a lot of information, but you have time. Don't worry. Just start making individual choices that are going to lead you toward making smart money habits because every choice becomes a habit eventually. So once you've got that savings account, All set up, you have that security blanket of knowing that if something bad happens, I've got a little bit of money tucked back in the bank to where I'll be okay. I'm not going to have to go in debt to while if I lost my job and while I'm hunting for another one. I'm not going to have to go in debt for that. Or if you have something on your house break, a water heater. This is talking about in the future. If a water heater goes out, it's a good little chunk of change. You know, you don't have to go in debt to go buy that because you have an emergency fund. 
none of this stuff that I'm talking about is made possible if you don't budget. You're not going to just spend your way into good finances. You have to make a plan. Regardless if you call it a budget or a spending plan or if you just watch your bank account meticulously, you have to have some sort of plan because the principles behind budgeting lead you toward success. If you ask any billionaire who didn't inherit all that money, someone who worked for that money, they're going to tell you that they had some sort of plan on how to spend their money. Pardon the Dave Ramsey example again, but him and I believe it's Chris Hogan had done a study on millionaires and they interviewed them, asked them you know, a certain set of questions. And one of the questions that stuck out to me the most was, did you inherit any of your money? Most of them either say no or I inherited a very small amount. The rest has been from me investing, from me saving. A lot of the excuses that I hear from people who are running short on their budget, like they're having to put things on credit cards and they're running out of money in their bank account so they're getting overdraft fees, is because they feel like they don't make enough money. What the real problem is, is that they are spending more money than what they're bringing in. A lot of people are going to think that they can never become a millionaire because of the situations that they're going through. Say maybe you grew up in poverty, maybe you grew up with a family who used credit cards all the time, and you just feel like you weren't provided the opportunity to succeed in life. You weren't given that opportunity to become a millionaire. Statistically, according to Dave Ramsey and Chris Hogan, it's like an overwhelming majority, somewhere around 90% of people who become millionaires did not inherit their money. So statistically, you don't have to come from money in order to be a millionaire. In fact, your chances of becoming a millionaire increase by not coming from money. It's seen that people who come from money tend to blow their money and they don't appreciate it because they didn't have to work for it. That is not everybody. I'm not saying that everyone who comes from money is that way. But you are at a risk of not being able to appreciate the money because you didn't earn it. So according to Dave Ramsey and Chris Hogan's study, if you came from poverty, look at it this way. You can work hard. Maybe you graduate college with some debt. That does not affect how you spend your money, though. You can get on a budget, and you can get out of debt. And you can succeed in life by making good money choices. So you are not guaranteed to be in debt or live below the poverty level just because your family did not have a lot of money. That is not a direct relationship on where your life is going to go. You can succeed with money. You can be smart with money. All you have to do is make the choice to do it. And God wants you to be smart with your money. So all you have to say is, God, I want to be smart with my money. I want to budget. I don't know a lot about it. Maybe I'm not good with money. Just admit that if you're not, because the Lord can help you. He can make a way. All you have to do is sit down, make a plan, and say, you know what? I'm not going to blow my money on frivolous things that I don't need. Because you can never be content in your life if you spend your money away. No amount of things are going to make you happy. No amount of money in your savings account will make you happy. But what will make you happy 
is investing your money into something that matters, like the kingdom of God. So like your tithing and your giving, that matters. And of course, we want to have a good time. Like I said before, me and Brother Thomas, we like to go hiking and go on Jeep trails on the weekend, and that's all fun and games. But if when we come home, if we weren't going to be able to buy our groceries for the week, we wouldn't do it. You never sacrifice your main priorities like food, shelter, and water so that you can go do something fun because that's not going to lead you to a content life. You may be happy in the moment whenever you're going on the Jeep trails or if you're going to a concert, if you're going to the fair, you, you may be happy in the moment right then. But when you get home and you have no money to pay your light bill or you have no money to buy food, you will not be happy. And you have to buy food more often than you're going to go to a fair or a concert or anything like that. So you need to invest in your future, not based on what's going to make you happy for the weekend, but what is going to continually lead to your success and eventually lead to fulfillment in your life. Like I said, there is no greater success in your life than investing in the kingdom of God. So when I'm talking about budgeting your money and how to spend your money, remember that tithing and giving to the church is always number one. And you can never give out give God. You hear people say that all the time, but it is so true. Brother Thomas and I have seen on countless times when we've said, you know what, I don't necessarily see a way that our budget will allow us to give this amount of money, but the Lord said do it. And so we did. And we'd receive some sort of check in the mail. Or we would get a raise after something like that happened. And the Lord just makes a way. So a couple years ago, um, that we I was doing some Christmas shopping. And, you know, Christmas time can be a little bit stressful just because sometimes you have, you have a lot of people to buy for and it sneaks up on you. So you're just like, if you're not really preparing for that cost, it'll just hit you upside the head. And so I was in a store buying these gifts one day, and I was just like, you know what, Lord? We would be a little bit more comfortable if we just had a little bit more money in the bank. And so I was checking out. I was paying for these things, and I was about to walk out the door. But then I realized that one of the items that I had bought, which was a pretty expensive item, hadn't actually been rung up. But the security tag was taken off, and it was put in my bag. And so I would have been able to leave. But conviction hit of course and I'm not the kind of person who is going to steal like that I went back to the register and I paid for the item and I was like maybe the Lord was just like giving me that because I had prayed and you know I was like I want to be a little bit more comfortable with money (laughs) but I knew that that wasn't the case that was ridiculous because the Lord wanted me to be honest he would rather me be honest and have less money so I went back and I paid for it. Not long after that, my husband got a raise, which is more money than the item that I was buying was worth. So the Lord works in mysterious ways, and he will reward you for being smart with the money that he's entrusted you with. Always, always, always remember that it is not your money. It is the Lord who gives you that increase. It is your job and responsibility to take care of that money and do your due diligence about spending it. But it is not yours to own. The Lord wants you to make smart money habits. So I would like to encourage you guys that as you're going into college and as maybe you get your first job 
after high school to really be conscious about how you're going to spend your money, what you're going to save on, and being diligent about paying your tithes. One last thing that I want to add to this is that if one day you find yourself in debt and you realize that you have not made the best budgeting decisions, don't think that you are forever doomed. There is a way out, and it's not like you have committed this huge sin by going in debt. The Lord does want to help you by providing a way to get out of debt. But remember, like I said before, tithing is first. Even if you're in debt, always pay your tithes. Don't let debt scare you if that's where you end up one day. You're not a bad person. Things happen. Me and Brother Thomas, we've had debt. And so it's not like it's something that never happens and you should just swear it off. Like I said before, debt is bad. But don't let the devil cut you down because you have a mortgage or you have a credit card bill. Just trust in the Lord that he'll help you get out of that situation, that he'll make a way for you to start at that moment making better money decisions. Thank you for tuning in for this episode. We'll be back with more podcast-only episodes. We hope you enjoyed. Jesus.